Hey everyone, this is Isaac Maddox, and I'm the pastor of Activate Church, and this is our podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you, builds your faith, and I hope you enjoy the message. church this is good we're here wow man excited for trunk or treat amen as christians we just take what the enemy meant for evil and we say candy it's good costumes fine but uh, we'll light the night and uh so come on out it's gonna be good and uh church is essential amen wink wink nod nod um, so it is essential. We're here lifting up the name. Thank you, bro, for preaching tithes and offering. How was it? Man, that message or that, that, uh, that verse. Oh, so good. If, if you find yourself getting excited, it's not because this room is full of hype or noise. Um, I mean, that all helps. Um, as a football fan, as a 49er fan, I, again, I apologize. I didn't choose where I was born, okay? I happened to be born in the era of Joe Montana, and so I was baptized into the, the Montana doctrine of football um, as the original goat. And so basically last Sunday, before my team lost, but anyways, it's another story, um, you know, me and Judah are on the couch praying for our team, right? And our, our running back is, is going towards the end zone, and he like, like, I can't do it. He like leaps over this dude, right? And goes into the end zone. You saw that, Mike. No, you didn't see that? Jeez, I'm all alone here. <laughs> alone but not lonely. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. Good to see you, bro. Uh, and, and something in you, me and Jude didn't, like the guy didn't jump over the guy landing in the zone. And me and Jude are like, hey, do you want to celebrate that? Do you want to get excited about that? All right. Get off the couch and go, woo. Right? Like, the dude jumps over the guy. We're like, ah, get down. We're like, ah. So that's all that's happening in church is your team is scoring points and your coach, this metaphor is breaking down, your God is touching people, healing people, and, and that naturally deep calls unto deep, and that, that causes a, a natural or supernatural reaction, Okay. So that's all that's going on is we kind of just doing our thing and all of a sudden something happens on the inside and we're just like, yes! And a lot of times we associate what takes place in church with our denominational background. And so if it's Catholic, evangelical, charismatic, whatever it is, like, oh, this is a bit of a charismatic experience. Well, maybe, maybe not. What it might be is us discovering how God created us to be as worshipers. Now, it looks different every, you know, every place you go, but, but ultimately the, the truth is the same that when, when God does something in my life, I, I'm kind of wired to express myself and agree and go, that was awesome. And he can't even hear me. It's a television show. I'm not even, television show, it's a, it's a football game. And I'm not even on the team, but I say we. How audacious is that? As fans to be like, we won today. Uh, we? Like, you're just a fan. You know, anyways, I'm losing everybody. We're here for the word of God. We're here for the word of God. And so when you find yourself in agreement, that's all, all you're doing is, is something is taking place in the word of God. And God put his spirit in you. And when iron sharpens our iron or deep calls into deep, he, 
God put eternity in your heart. He's, in, he's, he's pulling out some stuff he put in you. There, it, there can be a reaction. It doesn't mean you have to go crazy and jump, jump up out of your seat and run around. Please don't do that. It can be distracting. Okay. But ultimately, there might be, there probably will be a reaction. So it's been a crazy year. Duh. Um, I don't even like to bring it up because, you know, you just kind of find yourself. You know, you're like, I'm never going to talk about COVID again, right? You're like, I'm never going to. Then you find someone, you're like, I know. You're like, Pfft. Because, like, every day is just like a, you know, a weird Groundhog Day experience. Um, but I really felt impressed upon my heart this morning that, that if it, the Bible talks about seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. So if you're not in harvest, believe that you're in seed time. And this hasn't been a big harvest year, okay? And so I've got to believe that God is planting so many seeds on the inside of me, on the inside of this church, in this region, and we're going to see a harvest like we've never seen. Amen? And so you are loaded. You're chocked full of seed. And, and God is going to bring forth a harvest that's going to blow your mind. Amen? Amen. All right. All right. Woo. So good. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I preached a couple little mini sermons. I already feel full. We could go home. But um, I don't know. Do you want a little more word? You want some word? Okay, fine. Um, Genesis 28. This is, this is number, this is the... the this is second to the last. What am I trying to say? Second to the last um, for the butterfly series. Okay? I tried to make it four messages. Each one of those messages had a baby. And a, and a couple of them had twins. And so here we are. That, that's just what takes place. Um, but, hey, we're pastoring through unprecedented times. And so we went to the park. We had a guest speaker. And life takes place. And, and here we are. Um, but next week will be, will be stage four, okay, of the butterfly. Egg stage, the, the larva stage, the pupa stage, and then there's the fourth stage. But before we get to the fourth stage, I, I just need to preach a message within the series, Okay. So oftentimes two things are going on at once, and, and that's life. Um, and so there's a, there's, a, there's a message. Really the whole point of this entire series is this morning. So um, catch this. Genesis 28, verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, so he came to a certain place. Some will say certain place. Certain place. And he stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, and the land on which you lie I will give to you and your descendants. There's, 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 there's oftentimes two things going on at once, um, what, what God's going to do and what God's doing. Now, as a charismatic Christian, as a Holy Spirit person, I, I, we typically, one of our weaknesses, there's many weaknesses, I think, in each revelation, in each expression in church, uh, one of ours is always talking about what's going to happen. He's the God of revival. Like, and it's always like, revival's coming. You know, we're like, we're always talking about what's going to happen. And, 
and that's good, that's good, but there's also God is happening right now. So the Holy Spirit is here. So God is moving, right? God's going to move in your marriage, gonna, gonna, all that language. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm always trying to get it a little more present. And, and so God is going to move, but also Jacob is having the most radical experience of his life as God is talking about what he's going to do. He's radically encountering Jacob. Behold, I am with you, current, and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is going to move in my life. Yes, but that's not what he said. He said, surely the Lord is in this place, in this place, right here, right now. And I did not know it. And he was afraid. And he said, how awesome is this this place. I'm believing that God is going to encounter every single person in this room. That's not hype. It's just what's in my heart today that, that get ready, not for an encounter in three years, not for an encounter in 20 years. All that God has is good, it's promised, but I'm talking about this place. And that would leave you with such maybe even a radical sort of fear of woe. Woo! I didn't even know what was going to happen this morning. And he was afraid. He said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. This is the gate of heaven. So good. So good. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So good. So good. So good. Um, We don't have any titles on this this series. I don't know why I chose to do that. Um, I feel like I come up with a, it's hard not to have a. So it's not a title, just maybe a title. Working title, if you if you want, we'll, 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 maybe one would be the butterfly effect, okay, or butterfly kisses, or we just do all kinds of fun things with the word butterfly. So, but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Simple, but God's gonna touch us this morning. Amen. Amen. God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for tomorrow, but so much of tomorrow biblically is in your hands, and yes, we're supposed to plan and set goals and, and save and steward and sow into tomorrow and pray into tomorrow, but there's such a radical concept in New Testament Christianity about today, that today is the day of salvation, that today seems to be that day where you want to move in our lives. Now, Old Testament, there was always talking about what you were going to do, but we're not in the Old Testament, even though there's so much good and there's so much word and there's so much promise and there's so much truth. But the covenant that you made with us today is not one of what you're going to do. It's one of what you've already done and what has come to pass, and we can believe that. God, give us faith this morning to grab a hold 
of not only what you're going to do, but, but a radical encounter with what you're doing. If we could just somehow put aside job and taxes and this week and even health and all of the things that we need to take care of today. If we could just put it aside, we could put the football game aside, we could put the, all the to-do list and the, and the mowing of the lawns and the, and the shopping and the what are we going to eat at. If we could just for a few minutes put everything aside just to allow you to fully take over this place and not only just this place, but the place within the place, the place of my heart, the place of my mind, the most important place, the thing that dictates everything out of the heart flow the issues of life would you come lord and do what only you can do lord we want a bethel moment this morning we want a gate of heaven moment this morning leaving us never the same again focusing on you jesus we love you so much and everybody said amen 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 so i don't know i keep thinking about the older i get the older i get um, it's funny to me when I was younger, when older people would talk about, man, I worked in the yard yesterday. It was so good. And you're just like, what? Right? Is that person crazy? Like, so, I won't get it. And I think that's the Peter Pan syndrome because what we hear about things, you're just like, I don't want that. Right? It sounds horrible. Well, I'm experiencing, like, one of my favorite vacations is to go to Sun River and ride a bike around. I remember explaining that to like an Australian friend. They're like, "What is, um, what is this Sun River? You know, what, what, what's Sun River, mate? You know, and I'm like, well, Sun River is a place with homes, and there's some and trees, and then you ride your bike around, and and when you say it, you're like, God, that sounds really boring, right? You're like, but for some reason, bliss at 43 years old is me and my wife, my two little doodles, and my mom, dad, and, family, and we're just like riding our bikes around. And, and I don't know how to explain it except it's heaven. I love it. It's awesome. And, and so we're riding our bikes around, and I kid you not, um, we're, we're just trying to get to the store. And my younger son, Trent, has this, like, this new way to go, and he's really excited about it. And I'm like, that's cool. And it's a lot of hills and a lot of beauty, a new area that we haven't really seen in a while. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And like 15 minutes later, right, we, like, we swing around to the store. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really quite know that we were going to the store, but I kind of knew we were going to the store. But we got to the store, and I was like, did you guys know the house is right next to the store? And I remember being not mad because I'm a gracious father full of mercy and truth and love. And I'm like, guys, I didn't, we, we could have just, we were right next to. And I, I remember my son Jude literally goes, dad, it's not always about the quickest route. You said something just, I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Dad, that's not always the point. And I remember it's like, that's really good, son. That's really, that's true. That's true. There's something about us that wants the direct route or route. The direct, like, why did we go this way? Because of the birds and the deer and the trees? That's fine, but could have been real quick. And I think there's a part of us, the Christian part, oftentimes the faith part, that says, that's not bad. That's not all flesh, right? I want to be a steward of my time. I want to get to the store quick so we can spend more time together. We can, we can, we can, we can do other things with our time. It's funny how quick we get going so that we can retire at 69 and then somehow enjoy everything. It's amazing the pace that we can go at justifying in our, in our minds 
the pace so that we can someday, one day, someday, one day get our fathering on and our parenting on. And it's like, I just missed a 15-minute bike ride because I was like, what are we doing? This is not, are we going to the store? It's not the way you go. Did you guys know that we live right next to it? Yeah, Dad, it's not what it's all about. Listen, 14-year-old. I love that. But it's amazing. I mean, we, we go to the beach all the time, and it's funny um, how many times we've actually had to come back um, uh, for church and left the beach in the morning. And it's amazing. It's about an hour and a half, and we time it. But it's amazing to me how much I want to beat that time by like a minute. And what I'll do to beat the time for a minute. I'll put my family's life on the line. I hate to admit it. It's horrible. Right? There's deer. There's fog. You're coming through the mountains. And I'm like, I'm passing cars. I can do this for one minute. Right? I'm like, what? I am literally driving horrible for one minute. So I can get in and pull in and run run the red light and go, minute, hour and 29. Yes! How many of you love to beat your time on some sort of drive you take? Yeah, I mean, there's something godly about that, right? <laughs> people's souls are on the line here, right? we got to get there. But we love a direct path. I don't know how many of us will take the scenic route by choice, unless it is, like, beautiful beyond, like, we have to go that way. There's unicorns, right? There's Keebler elves in the trees. There's rainbows. We have to go the three-hour scenic route. Most of us are Googling, Apple, uh, mapsing, whatever it is, um, and we're trying to figure out, oh, Found a new route. Found a new route. Even though I have to drive like a maniac and take 50 million turns, saves us two minutes. All right, sweet. Good job. Let's do it. Direct, direct route. Direct path. The quickest way. Why? Because we want to get there. We want to get there. We want to get there. I want, I want the promises of God. Amen? I want to get there. I want... I want I want, okay, there's a process. we got four stages of metamorphosis. I want the renewing of my mind, amen? Okay, okay. So much of life is process, and that's good. But I want to give you something a little clearer today for all of us that need something a little more practical. We want a metanoia. We want a changing of our mind. We want repentance. I want to look at things differently. And I want a metamorphosis. I want a caterpillar finance to go into butterfly Finance. I want metamorphosis in my soul. I want metamorphosis in my marriage. I want change. I want a butterfly. I want, I want a caterpillar mindset, attitude to become a butterfly. I, I, I want some change, right? I want some metamorphosis. And, and yet, what does that mean? How do you do that? How do I get there? Well, how, so I'm preaching the Word of God right now. In some ways, you're reading the Bible this week. Your mind is being renewed, Right? And so you're, you're, you're becoming a butterfly. But at some point, you need more. You need, you, need, you need something more. I need something more practical. So I want to give you, I just want to cut to the chase and just give you something just baseline practical that you can just do. That you can just, I feel like I, this is an infomercial. Okay? I got, I, got, I got some faith on sale this morning. I got a chamois whammy. And we'll get, you get two for one. No, but it's it, something, we, we love process. I get it. I'm renewing my mind. I'm in prayer. I'm trying to become a better father. I'm trying to be a better Christian. I want to preach the gospel. It amazes me how much fear I have and insecurity I have sometimes. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm get up every day and, and pray and, and, and serve God, and I'm on my path, amen? I want to read more. I want to worship more. I want more of God. I want more. I want all that God has for me. Every once in a while, even the disciples said, Jesus, just say it as it is. Because all metaphors break down at some point. I mean, we talk about Goliath, but what's my Goliath? What's my promised land? What's, how does the renewing of the mind, like if there was something a little more just right here, right now, I want to show you something even, even clearer, even clearer when it comes to metamorphosis, when it comes to the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. Let's go to John, the book of John. The book of John, chapter 14, verse 25. I haven't said that in a while. Let's go to the book of John. We used to, like, all have big Bibles <laughs> before we had the screen. And we actually turned to our Bibles, and that's not mean to be a, a knock or anything. I'm just having a personal moment right there. John, chapter 14, verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. This is Jesus. But the helper, someone say a helper. The helper. All right, so we have a helper. Okay, so we're trying to get from, from here to there, and we need some help. So Jesus is breaking this down, right? This is as practical as it gets. So we need some help metamorphosing. I need some help this morning getting hold of God right now. There is some right now moments in your life. you got to remember not everything is four stages, Sometimes there is instantaneous touches and experiences and moments with God, okay? But sometimes, man, when the journey tarries, we lose faith in a moment of saying, God, could you just touch that area right here, right now? Could you overwhelm me? Could I have a Bethel? Right, Because the way we preach it is just like, He's just walking, the sun sets, he goes to sleep, and God shows up. So if you preach that true, it's like, well, you know, it's all up to God. Okay, well, while God's operating in my life, and while God's renewing my mind, and while I'm trying to get through this year with more faith and more hope and more love, is there something I can do? Is there something I can, at 10.05, do? Jesus is like, yep, there's the helper. I need some help. Okay, it's... It's, it's the helper, it's the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, and he will teach you. So I, it's good. Books are good. Seminars are good. I love it. I love it. Hear me. Coaching is good. Mentoring is good. But don't put all of your faith in that. Remember that, that even if you're alone and no one's around and your Amazon app has crashed and you have no money for resource and you're quarantined, you need to understand that the ultimate teacher is still the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you in some things and will teach you in all, in all he will teach you how to clean out your garage. Whoa. No, the Holy Spirit's making me holy. No, he will teach you in all things and bring to your remembrance all things. The Holy Spirit is not just trying to remind you of what you need to help yourself in. The Holy Spirit is actually here right now to pick up the weight. The Holy Spirit's not just a, a benching coach. Right? You're like, when I used to bench press about 400 pounds, 
maybe it wasn't that much, but, and like 125 gets stuck to my chest, right? And my workout dude, it's like big, come on, push, you can do it. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's actually helping you. Okay, so it's not just reminding you of what you need to do. Come on, Carrie, be holy this week. Okay, no, the Holy Spirit's helping, and the Holy Spirit is teaching, and the Holy Spirit is reminding you of all the things that Jesus has said about you, about your salvation, about your forgiveness, about the grace, about heaven, about all of the goodness of the gospel. Because last time I checked, the gospel is good news. So the Holy Spirit is not in there telling you how crappy you are, how much you messed up. He does convictive sins, but the primary job of the Holy Spirit when Jesus was talking about it, is that you have some help, you have some teaching, and the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you, not just reminding you of how much you need to put. He's going to help you, and he's going to remind you of all of the things that Jesus Christ has done for you, and said about you, and healed you, and prepared for you. So when you forget Forget, you got the Holy Spirit reminding you that you're forgiven, that there's grace, where sin abounds, grace, grace abounds much more. All of the things that you forget because of your flesh, because of your sin, because of condemnation, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you that you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. I need that. I, I need reminding that I'm forgiven. I need reminding that I'm loved. I need reminding that there's hope. I need reminding that the best is yet to come. I need reminding, I need help, and I need teaching that will bring me back into alignment with the word of God, what he has for me, my hope, my future, my today, my tomorrow, all the aspects of life. I need the Holy Spirit. Bring rem remembrance, the helper. The word helper means paraclete. If I can just get my teach on. For a second here. Paraclete. It just means one called alongside to aid and to help. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.26. So likewise, the Spirit, the Spirit helps. There's our word. Okay, so the Spirit, he helps. He's a paraclete in our weaknesses. In our weaknesses. Our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for. Okay. So if you don't know what to pray for, you're, that's right where you need to be. Stop condemning yourself for not knowing what you ought to pray for or what you ought to do. The Only the enemy shows them and says, well, you, you, you've been going to church for five years. You should know what to do. You should stop struggling with that thing. You should, you should remember by now who you are in Christ. And the fact that you can't. No, that's the enemy. The Holy Spirit's like, you're going to forget every day, and you need the Holy Spirit to remind you of who you are in Christ. You're going to need the Holy Spirit to teach you, and you're going to need the Holy Spirit to help you. And here's Paul. He's saying, yeah, you're not going to know what you should pray for. And again, two things are happening at once. One is this prayer life, which is parallel to walking in the Spirit. So one is praying in the Spirit. So we have prayer happening in parallel. We're talking about walking in the Spirit. So one is pray and one is lifestyle. And again, things that parallel teach us of truths because we can see it all over Scripture. That's why you have to be careful not just to grab one verse and go, that's my theology. Like, no, it's not. Hermeneutics goes, put that back in there. Put that back. And it needs to line up with everything else. And so Paul is teaching about prayer. 
And he's saying, we don't know how to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit makes himself, himself intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. The word weakness, weakness means the inability to produce results. So we have this inability to produce results. So for a lot of us, we just sit back and go, well, uh, the transformation is going to happen, right? Metamorphosis is going to happen. I just need more word. I just need more teaching. I just need more prayer. And all of it is true. But, but there's something even clearer and more practical. Weakness. Inability to produce results. Should. But we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Should and ought. Should and ought. It's a, it's a legal term in the Greek that's like you kind of sort of have to. Like, sorry, you kind of have to pray. I don't have time. I can't. I don't know. No, I don't know how to. Yeah, so Paul just said you don't know how to. So you need to do something you don't know how to do. Okay? So there's this legal term in the original that's, well, Jesus said it in Luke. He says this in Luke 18, verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. That word ought is the same in Romans. It's this has to happen. So you have to be a praying Christian. This, is, this isn't an if. So whenever Jesus talked about pray, he said when. Because it, it, was, it was inferred that you need to pray. Not out of works, not out of condemnation, but you just, there's no excuse for not knowing how to do it. It's already assumed that you don't know how to do it, but you just need to try. You need to go. You need to just to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. You just need to start. You have to. You have to. You have to. And your prayer parallels your lifestyle. You need to walk in the spirit. You need to walk in faith. You have to. You ought to. You should. But this is awesome. You're not going to know how. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So we have to do something we don't know how to do. But it's necessary, and yet we don't know how to pray. And so the good news is the spirit knows. So the Spirit makes the intercession. So here's this beautiful picture of you have to pray. You do not get to, like, get around this thing called prayer, this thing called faith, and this thing called walking in the Spirit. You have to do it, but the Spirit is going to make it happen. The Spirit is going to make the intercession so you make the prayer, but the Spirit will make the intercession. So we make the prayer happen, but the Spirit makes the actual intercession happen. Now this isn't just praying in the Spirit as in speaking in tongues. This is also being led by the Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit. The leading of the person of the Holy Spirit. Intercession. The Spirit makes intercession. 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 Now, this is about an hour-long class I'm going to put into a minute. So if you're a Ph.D. in Greek or Hebrew, forgive me for the oversimplification of what I'm about to say. The English word for intercession means to, means to, it means to, 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 to connect, means a meeting, it means to light upon, it means a go-between. Now, the, the Greek for this English word is is 
it, it means the same thing as the Hebrew word for intercession. So our English word comes from these two words, which in the original basically mean the same thing. Now the, 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 the Hebrew is paga. It's paga. It's paga. It means to, same thing in the English. It's where we get it from, to connect, to meet. That's why a prayer meeting is a meeting with God. It's to connect, and it means to light upon. To light upon. It means to paga. We see this in, in the book of Job. The book of Job, 36, 32, it says, He covers his hands with lightning and commands it to strike. That word strike is paga. It, it's not a direct shot. You don't see lightning bulbs like lasers, right? No, a lightning bolt. That's paga. Okay. Back and forth. Back and forth. So he makes it happen. So we start this thing called paga, but he makes it happen. He, he makes the, the, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. The same spirit is inside of us. It's the Holy Spirit. And this idea is that you launch, you launch, and he takes over. But he needs you to launch. He's not going to make you launch. So you need to launch, and then you just go, and like a lightning bolt, Paga, he is going to make it happen. It's delight. It's, it's the flight of the butterfly. It's the butterfly. It's the butterfly effect. That's Paga. So you just, you just, you just launch. Here we go. And then you light upon. I, I would love the direct shot because that means that just makes more sense. But God's the God of faith. And he says, you ought to. You have to. This is necessary. You, 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 you can't sit up in your house. You got you to launch. And then you light upon. And sometimes you really light upon. Oh. You launch. You light upon. But then you land. And where you land... It's nothing to do with you. It's the spirit that makes it happen. It's the spirit that makes the intercession. So you don't even know where you're going. You don't even know sometimes where you're headed. You just go, you launch, you light upon, and you land. And it's the Holy Spirit that makes it happen. And so if you'll just pray, he'll make it happen. If you just open your mouth, he'll make it happen. That's why when Jesus sent out the disciples, he said, you don't even know what to say. I just need you to open your mouth. I'll put the words on the inside of your heart, and they'll come out. I'll give you the words. All I need you to do is move. All I need you to do is step out. All I need you to do is start flapping your little butterfly wings, and I will cause you to land where I want you to land. Just like a lightning strike, I will call, it might look like it's going left, right, but I will cause it to hit the mark every time, which is another meaning for Paga, is hitting the mark. It's hitting the mark. Butterfly. So in Genesis 28, verse 11, so he came to a certain place, 
Guess what that word certain? That's paga. You can't make this up. This is why we go to the original. He came to a paga. Well, Jacob's just a butterfly. Just sunsets and he lands. And the Bible says he, he lighted upon Bethel, the gate of heaven. He pogged. He launched. And God made him land right where he needed to land. God spoke to him at this place that through his lineage, he was going to save the world. Jacob was not guided to this awesome place by his own reasoning, his own understanding. He was guided by an unknowing faith. He was, he was guided by God to this awesome place. See, all we do is pray. All we do is do these little things. That's why Paul put no credit in what he did. He's like, hey, all I do is pray. All I do is have faith. All I do is give. All I do is preach. All I do is allow him to make it happen. All I do is open up myself to be available to make it happen. You, but you have to. Jesus said you have to believe. You have to move. You've got to allow him. Give him opportunity. Open your heart. But you can't take credit for raising your hand or praying the prayer. But all you did was pray and allow the Spirit of God to begin to paga, to begin to take hold of what you launched out in and begin to take it and make it happen. The Spirit will make the intercession. The Spirit will make it happen. The Spirit will make as you fly off like a butterfly and you don't know where you're going to land right where you need to land. That's paga. That's prayer. When I pray, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me. This is the butterfly anointing to light upon. Up, down, side, to side. Will you allow him to do that? See, some of us don't like help. You ever done something? Someone comes to help you, I got it. I got it. Thank you. Some of us don't like help. But this is this is this is this is the mystery. This, this is it. You want something clear about the metamorphosis process of four steps? You want something clear and practical than the renewing of your mind over the course of days and months and years? Is it's just launch. And the Holy Spirit will begin to make the intercession. He will make the paga happen. Knock on, grab your little butterfly out of your basement and poof, put you somewhere. He goes, you launch. And the humility of faith and the courage of faith and the simplicity of it is you, is you launch and you light upon and he takes it. And he goes, right there. And you find yourself at Bethel. You find yourself at the gate of heaven. You find yourself in the presence of God. You find yourself with identity. You find yourself with security. You've, and that's why people say, what did you do? And you're like, that's prayer. That's prayer. You, you, you'll step into a prayer life. You'll step into a Holy Spirit-led prophetic prayer life right here, right now. I could paga over every single one of you. It's just, I'm dependent upon him. So if I pray over Brandon, I pray over his business, I pray over his, I'm not trying to like think my way 
into an awesome prayer. And I pray that the fire would fall on Papa Murphy's. Let Papa be, I'm not thinking my way. I'm pogging. I just get this flapper going. That's why I get myself into trouble. Too much paga. I just, Lord, I just thank you, God, for Brandon. I just, it doesn't even matter, really. It doesn't even matter. God, I just thank you. Father, I just, there it is. Fill them up. Let them see you. And I'm praying stuff I didn't even know because all I did was sort of not a lot except launch. And the Holy Spirit begins to make it happen. And I might go this way about love and this way about faith. But all of a sudden, I hit upon something that the Holy Spirit has already been put inside of them. And said, it's time to launch. It's time to believe. It's time to never doubt. You're not going back. You're only going forward. Take hope. And all of a sudden, I feel some Holy Ghost. This is how we pray. This is how we preach. Paga, preach. You start sharing, you don't even know. You're at Starbucks, you're like, yeah, you know, just kind of thinking. I found myself this week. You ever walk by a neighbor, you're like, get inside quick. Awkward moment alert. Paga, conversation. This is a Paga conversation. A little COVID. A little this. A little that. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit takes over. Butterflies in. Butterfly faith. Butterfly love. So many of us, we don't want to take that conversation because we don't know how to have that conversation. And the Holy Spirit says, I don't need you to have that conversation. I'll make it happen. I just need you to open up your mouth and be willing to be a fool for me. So you open your mouth and you say, babe, I love you. Or, hey, kids, I don't know. I just, Dad, what are you trying to say? I don't know. Hang in there. Spogging for a second. I'm the flight of the butterfly. It's the butterfly effect. And so I'm going to butterfly my way into a better marriage. I'm going to butterfly my way into a better soul. I'm going to butterfly my way into better finance. I'm going to butterfly my way into preaching the gospel. This church is going to butterfly its way through this year. And God is going to make it happen. It's a butterfly. It's a butterfly. And he's saying, just go. Just launch. Just launch. Just launch. Just launch. Just launch. I'll grab a hold of your faith, your prayer, your marriage, your soul, your future, and I'll cause you to land right where I want you to land. Are you willing to be a butterfly? Are you willing to just launch? We're going to do that this morning, just for a few minutes. But God's going to give you something special right here right now you're going to butterfly your way to allowing the Holy Spirit to take over your life stay with me this morning it's going to happen right now he promised that he said you don't know how to pray that's okay just pray though this is how it works right here right now
David, I know when I anointed you at 12, 14, that you would have, you know, wanted a direct path to the palace, but you're going to butterfly your way through sheep. You're going to butterfly your way through Goliath. You're going to butterfly your way through serving Saul. You're going to butterfly your way through the cave. You're going to butterfly your way through Ziglag. You're going to butterfly your way from the pasture to the palace. So by the time you land where I called you to land, you'll give me all the glory. Son, all I need you to do is launch. Quit waiting for the right time. Quit waiting for the right idea. It is time to launch because the Holy Spirit will take hold of it and cause it to land right where I want it to land. Peter, you're going to butterfly your way to Pentecost. When I call you on the shore of Galilee, you'll drop your net immediately to follow me. But you'll go up. You'll go down. You'll go to the outside. In that side, you'll deny me. You'll cut off ears. But you will also find yourself on the day of Pentecost to preach the gospel and start the church. Launch. Go. Go. Pray. What is it? Ask for it. Ask for it. Miracles. Strategy. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Launch. Launch. Launch, launch, Holy Spirit, fill this place, fill this place, fill this place, fill this place, Holy Spirit, make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. Father, but I send one 
Why send one? And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell. And when the Holy Spirit fell, they received power. They received dunamis power. It means dynamite. God has given you dynamite on the inside to say, launch. I'm showing you now today what I've called you for. I want, I need you to launch. The Holy Spirit is literally filling you now. Now. Giving you strategy. He's showing you. Launch. 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 to seem over practical but this works every single time butterfly butterfly your way through that next conversation are you willing to launch in faith because Jesus said you have to if you're someone that says I want metamorphosis I want Holy Spirit led I want that help. He goes, I'm going to help you. Launch. You're going you're gonna to butterfly. You're going to say, what am I doing? What am I saying? What am I praying? What am I? What? And the Holy Spirit, whew, you're going to land. You're going to land. And your prayer life is the is the butterfly effect. Your faith life is the butterfly effect. But you're no longer concerned about you more than metamorphosis. And the Holy Spirit is just, is just breaking the chains and breaking the guilt and breaking the weight, saying, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's the enemy. That's your flesh. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to teach. I'm here to take over. Just go. Just launch. Just step. Just believe. Just go. Just pray. Just love. Just forgive. Just let go. Just press. Just worship. Just pray. Just give. Extend mercy. All of the New Testament is simply faith to launch to allow the Holy Spirit to take over and cause your finances to land, to cause your soul to land, to cause your future and your identity and your marriage and your kids and your business and your life and your mercy and the gift and the ministry and the anointing and your dreams and your life to land where God has predestined and preordained you to be. It's a butterfly.
Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. 30 more seconds. Seal it. Butterfly personally right now. What's on your heart right now? Butterfly. 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 God, I need that. I need you to touch. I need. God, just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Fly. Launch. Go. Launch. 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 Here he is. It's the Holy Spirit's gonna make. He's making intercession. 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 Inside, in on the inside of your life, he's making intercession. Sometimes you feel it. Sometimes there's an impression. Sometimes you think. Sometimes you're just overwhelmed with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Just receive the Holy Spirit right now. Come on, just a few more seconds. Just receive the Holy Spirit right now. Maybe it's a miracle. Maybe it's physical healing. You just butterflied your way into a miracle. He, he made it happen. You just butterflied your way to strategy. You just butterflied your way. You just, a, a fear just got broken by the Holy Spirit. All you did was launch, but the Holy Spirit broke the fear, broke the insecurity, broke the intimidation right now in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit made it happen. All you did was say, I'm sick and I'm tired of social anxiety. Boom! The Holy Ghost just took over that prayer and you just lighted upon a moment with God. This became the gate of heaven. This became your Bethel. This became the place where God broke and God healed and God gave you your destiny and your calling in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. We do this in the flesh, but we connect with people that have the same insecurities. We butterfly away in insecure friendships and brokenness and offense. That's why offended people find themselves because they butterfly their way. Oh, you, you don't like that either? Oh. So now we want to butterfly away to the Holy Spirit landing us where we need to land. In Jesus' name, amen. This, if you want to be a worship person, you want to be a prayer person, you want to be any sort of operating in your gifts, which is really the entire church, this is butterfly. When, when Cher starts singing or Ryan starts playing that, all that is is butterfly. Take these chords. Take these keys. Here we go. And every Sunday, this team would just launch. <laughs> but the more that you launch, the more you realize how the Holy Spirit comes and takes this. And all of a sudden, boom. It isn't just when the key hits or the drum hits. It's the fact that the Holy Spirit takes it and lands. Pray over your kids today. Pray with someone when you go home. And just launch in prayer. And you'll start to realize, oh, Isaac's not that awesome. <laughs> that pastor's not that awesome. We all can do it. I just never done it. I just thought that person was anointed and gifted to be prophetic and awesome and powerful. Maybe that could just be charisma. It's probably the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Try it. And you'll find yourself being full of the Holy Spirit making intercession and someone's like whoa that's why people don't usually refuse prayer because it's inside of them to be touched by God let's pray for one another thank you Jesus hey if you need prayer come on up here we'll pray for you 
I pray this blesses you and encourages you and moves you into this week as you butterfly your way into all that God has for you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give him some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you need some prayer, come on up.